Hi there, I'm James Dapache, and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Team, today we are talking about four entities. These entities were related to what may or may not have been a farming enterprise. What are we talking about today? Four companies. Three of them are in liquidation. One of them remains solvent, but all four are in receivership by the same receivers. What happens next? Well, the mortgagee, the lender, who appointed these receivers uh, acts on its rights pursuant to the mortgage, sells the property, sells the property to a purchaser, and the purchaser has no notice of these disputes. And we've got a new owner of the property uh, and we've got these four companies that are ticking over under the receiver. Now, the shareholder, sole shareholder and sole director of each of these four is pretty unimpressed with this outcome. And what that sole shareholder seeks to do is to seek the court's leave pursuant to the Corporations Act in respect of the solvent company and pursuant to the court's inherent jurisdiction in respect of the companies in liquidation. And what does that shareholder want to do? Uh, the shareholder wants to stand in the shoes, as it were, of each of these companies and then do what? It wants to sue the lender and the receivers, and it wants to sue the purchaser. Why? Well, what this shareholder says is this debt that was secured by this mortgage was a farm debt. And pursuant to the Farm Debt Mediation Act, what you had to do before you enforce that debt is you had to send me a notice or we had to have a mediation. You didn't mediate, didn't send me a notice. Therefore, this transaction where you've sold the property, uh, it's void. And so I want to come in and challenge that. I want to say it's a farm debt and I want to challenge the transaction on that basis. Now, the reason it's a derivative action is because it's not the shareholder's place to make that argument. It is each of the company's place to make that argument. And remember, the shareholder is a different entity to each of the companies. And so what the shareholder says is, excuse me, court, um, could you please make an order granting me leave or allowing me to stand in the shoes of these four companies and run this argument about the farm debt? And so the court has to sit down and think about it. Now, one of the things the court has to do is to consider whether it will use the Corporations Act for the solvent company, which is the only way you can stand in the shoes or run a derivative action in respect of a solvent company, or, or sorry, the primary way, or to use its inherent jurisdiction uh, to allow the shareholder to stand in the shoes of the companies in liquidation, because you can't use the Corporations Act for that. So the court sits down and looks at the claim and says, right, um, are these companies farmers? You know, is this thing a farm debt? What are the prospects of this claim? And the company says, right, well, sorry, the court says, right, one of these companies, it's growing olives, it's growing grapes, uh, it's doing farm type stuff. So yeah, look, it's probably running a farming operation. And so yeah, the loan may have been a farm debt. And so yeah, it looks like there might be a solid foundation, legally speaking, 
for this claim that it's a farm debt and so that because there was no mediation we can get that uh, transaction made void. So in respect of one company the court says yeah look there may be a solid foundation but in respect of the three others what we find is that these companies do things like distribute wine, uh, they own brand names and they do sort of uh, what might be thought of as farming adjacent stuff but they're not actually in there uh, running farms. So in respect of one claim, there is a solid foundation. But in respect, sorry, in respect of one company, there's a solid foundation for its claim. But in respect of the three other companies, there's no solid foundation um, or no reasonable prospects that are obvious uh, to it for it to go ahead and win. And so the court's left a little bit up in the air on this point. What the court then turns to in relation to its inherent jurisdiction analysis uh, and also in relation to its Corporations Act analysis is to say, well, what is the liquidator's attitude in respect of these liquidated companies and what is the shareholder's position in respect of the other one? And what the court learns is that the shareholder is a person who holds $6,200 in assets, $250,000 in credit card debt, $45 million in personal guarantees owed, you know, that he's given, $23 million owed to the same lender who he's trying to cause the companies to chase now, an $11 million judgment debt. So the assets are 6000 or so, and the liabilities are very, very significant. And this is the person who has said, yeah, look, I guarantee that if there are any costs orders made in relation to these derivative actions, I'll pay them. And so the court has to consider, look, how valuable is a guarantee given from someone in that sort of asset position? And what the court finds is that the lack of value, that terrible financial position the shareholders in, uh, which frankly, in and of itself, probably ought to be a more interesting coffee and a case note, perhaps for another time, um, is so disastrous that the court is not going to grant leave to that shareholder to run its Farm Debt Mediation Act claim in relation to either the three companies in liquidation or in relation to the solvent company. The court says, you can't stand in the company's shoes because you're too poor. I hope that slightly complex decision assisted you uh, today and understand derivative actions and these sorts of things. And I look forward to joining you again soon for another coffee and another case note. Cheers.